Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday September 30th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Maryland AD Damon Evans camps with the Baltimore Banners Alejandro Denoise to discuss a number of topics, including growth opportunities for the Terps. We need to improve in the area of facilities. I'm proud of what we've done with the Jones Hill House, our new football facility. The basketball performance center getting underway is significant. We have a project underway for our women's field hockey and lacrosse programs. I want to constantly see bulldozers and cranes and construction signs because that means progress and you know that you're growing. We want to build a program that everyone associated with the university will be proud of. On the football stadium naming rights partnership with Secu, Evans notes, we've been working with Secu over the last 18 to 24 months on this. We wanted to make sure that this was not just a sponsorship but rather a partnership. We wanted to make sure that we were partnering with an organization that had similar core values that we have as an institution. They believe in service to others and are going to partner with us on campus in ways that will benefit all students, faculty and staff, not just the athletics department. They'll be sponsoring financial wellness workshops and helping to create some financial literacy courses, among other community initiatives. Ohio State will begin charging maintenance fees on tickets sold for all of its facilities as early as next year. According to Buckeyes AD Gene Smith, who says the specifics of the fee, including the amount, are still being worked out. Regarding why the Buckeyes are looking to implement the maintenance fee now, Smith explains, because we know what's coming. We know that our current financial model is not going to be sustainable. So we are constantly always looking at different ways to increase our revenue. Maintenance at Ohio Stadium alone costs between $2.2 million and $2.5 million, and Smith says all additional revenue from the fee would be used for maintenance only. We're pushing every envelope we can, so that we can sustain 36 sports and give those young people a great experience. So while we are always looking at efficiencies, while we're always trying to keep our keep our costs down, there are certain uncontrollable costs that we cannot keep down. Eastern Washington AD Lynn Hickey talks about the myriad of moving parts that have gone into making sure the Eagles were ready to make the trip to Gainesville this weekend just days after Hurricane Ian ripped through the region. We wanted to make sure we had the right level of empathy for our host institution. They're the ones in the middle of this crisis. Assured that Florida did want to play the game, albeit on Sunday at noon Eastern time, Hickey says the Eagles mobilized to examine all possible eventualities. Director of Football Operations Jake Rasmussen and the staff set up scenarios about where to land a charter flight and considered cities, ranging from Destin to Savannah, Georgia. Each of those options came with variables around busing and lodging, which compounded the list of possible outcomes. Ultimately, while EWU had a $750,000 incentive to make sure they were able to play the game, Hickey says, this is really giving those kids an experience that for the rest of their lives they'll talk about, playing in the swamp. The Mercury News' John Wilner believes the Pac-12 should go big. How big? Why not partner with Amazon on all business opportunities across the 10 campuses, from food services to cloud storage to merchandise sales to event sponsorships to executive travel to driverless cars? Don't gaze at the future. Walk down the aisle with it. Tons more details on the fascinating proposal that Wilner vetted with a trusted source and was relayed to two highly valued sounding boards and polished for your consumption and consideration. Here's the kicker, give Amazon equity in the conference and it would be motivated to ensure the Pac-12 thrives. What it didn't own, it would buy. 
What it couldn't buy, it would create, perhaps with the help of R&D consortiums across the Pac-12 engineering schools. Essentially, Amazon would have the credit card for every student, professor and staff member on every campus in the conference. A conference that, oh by the way, draws from all over the world. And the company would retain that connection, one based on its AI technology, long after every student has graduated. And for just the right price, perhaps the Pac-12 could become the Amazon 12. Nevada AD Stephanie Ramp covers several topics with Nevada Sportsnet as she reflects on her first 100 days in the job, including the need to generate more revenue. Ramp explains the department is examining several different revenue streams ranging from ticket sales and philanthropic giving to licensing and says of the latter, most schools have a full-time person on campus or in athletics that's responsible for licensing. We don't. We need to figure out a way to get that logo into the market with all kinds of things. Remp also notes the Wolf Pack is zeroing in on capitalizing on content. There's ways that you can generate revenue through sponsorship and other ways just by having content and people following, and tracking on all those numbers that everybody pays attention to now. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, September 30th. We'll see you back here bright and early Monday morning.